We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Guilty as Charged podcast. My name is Steven, and I am your host, as always. And joining me is my guy, Tyler. Tyler, what's up, man? How are you doing tonight? Doing very well, man. That was a treat. Well done, Chargers. Yes, uh, big, big bravo, golf clap, standing ovation to uh, Andrew Cordoba in particular and the rest of the uh, Chargers social media team. A rare sequel that was better than the original, in my opinion um we'll dive into all of the easter eggs tonight but uh you guys in the chat in the chat man let us know what was your favorite part of the uh the diss track if you will uh done by the Chargers social media um we'll dive into all of our favorite parts tonight and then we're also going to go through the actual football stuff the nitty-gritty of the, of the Chargers schedule i mean obviously we've known for months who the Chargers were going to be playing now we have the actual schedule we have the amount of primetime games so We'll be talking about all of that, but uh, yeah, let us know in the chat what your favorite part of the uh, Chargers video release was. Uh, Tyler, what was your favorite part of the video release? There were so many things to go off of that I was starting to take pictures and screenshots of things. And when it got to the, um, oh my gosh, the Raiders disc one, (laughs) I was just taking a picture of the ticket because I was just taking a picture of it to take a picture of it. And then yeah. suddenly a QR code popped up and I'm like, why did no one talk about this yet? <laughs> I, I feel like I was on some weird secret. And so I, I clicked that and then went to it and then saying, you know, if you're a Raiders fan, click here. 
and just to bring up the the job search and how to get a job thing <laughs> as, as the link, I thought was fantastic. I, I think right. that the Urban Meyer last year, one last year, was, was pretty good. And obviously the, the redacted one for the Houston Texans one, that was excellent. But I think, you know, wall to wall, it felt like the, the stronger diss track uh, this year from the Chargers. So I think that Raiders one, kind of just finding that one out by surprise, was a lot of fun and my favorite part for sure. Yeah, I saw uh, a couple of people talking about there being a QR code and I like went back through it. I'm like, okay, where's this QR code at? And then I realized where it was uh, and what happened to it. So it was incredible, man. I think <laughs> the amount of shade they throw at the Raiders each year is is awesome. Um, the creativity to put a QR code into a schedule release video that's already super creative with like an anime theme to it. Um, that was a lot of fun, man. And they they ratcheted up it up to a thousand today. This was a fantastic schedule release. Um, people pointing out the Lions one with the gambling line. That was yeah. really funny. Indeed. That was really clever. Um, the <laughs> the screenshot that was my favorite, though, was the Jets one, the New York Times mm -hmm. themed one. Obviously, you know, the shade to, to Zach Wilson and the and the Cougars. And then also you see Trey Young in the bottom here. And and instead of I love New York, it says I love New Jersey up top. And so <laughs> the amount of shade that like the Jets, who I don't I don't know, the Chargers and Jets don't really have a ton of beef or history or anything like that. But yeah, the amount of shade that was in that specific screenshot was was super fun for me. So good. I love looking through any of them. I mean, even in like last year's one there was one about like it was the trash can one was like a b something yeah like a number <laughs> or whatever like everything in this video is put in there with intention so i mean i can't wait to go back through it more and more and more get some of the actual anime references that i did not get um there's so many surprises in this video I, I love it but yeah that new york jets one just that screenshot there's so much to look there but yeah the, the cougar one was was pretty pretty darn good yeah, I uh, I don't know anime super well, so I, I uh, at all really. So I, I don't understand all the references to that. And there were people you know messaging me saying like, oh, like this was awesome here and this was awesome there. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take your report. Um, <laughs> one of the ones that I do think is super underrated though in that video was the Dak Prescott one. Yeah, they have <laughs> they have him they have him reading a tweet of like Dak Prescott through two interceptions or whatever, and then a bus running this per running this Dak Prescott version over and it says content team on top and then Stephen A. Smith is in the background there yeah. laughing it up so I think that one is going to be one of the ones that kind of uh gets cast off by the wayside because everything else is so great but that mm -hmm. one uh that one was an underrated troll for me yeah the, the content team roasting another content team for throwing their quarterback <laughs> under the bus I like we had never seen that that's not uh -oh. something you see these days not with your quarterback. It was such a weird thing for them to post. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that somebody addressed that because uh, that was that was a pretty good one too. Yeah. The amount of homework uh, that the Chargers social media team does on a regular basis is is amazing, right? But the, the, mm -hmm. the amount of homework that they did for this one in particular was so, so cool. I mean, like there's that part of that jet screenshot. There's like a little video up top, like under the cougar part where there's like a girl dancing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't I don't understand that reference. And then I Googled it and it was like the video the Jets tweeted out in response to like the Cougar rumors of Zach Wilson last summer. <laughs> and it just like the video, everybody it just kind of bombed and everybody was like, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. And so, yeah, uh, the amount of uh, of homework that they do is is all throughout it. Like the Ravens one where they have the mascot in the wheelchair. 
I didn't I had, get that I one. had no idea because the Ravens mascot got like injured at a game last year. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Okay. So okay. I like I was like, why is the Ravens mascot in a wheelchair? I don't understand yeah. that one. And then you know, you had to go yeah. look and so there's there's little nuggets of that like all throughout. You're like, okay, what does this mean? And then you Google it and you're like, oh my gosh, like no other social media team is doing stuff like this. No. And then for Lamar's contract, they have Ken Francis and then like a line yeah. agent. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just just so good. I, I can't. I want to be a fly on a wall in that room as they just roast you. Like I want to know honestly what they didn't include because it was too far. Like I know yeah. I'm sure they pushed some <laughs> things and some things couldn't be out there. I would love to know what there's what's on the cutting room floor. Yeah, I mean, when you're doing a roast in general, like you have to like talk about like okay where's this line yeah and how do we not cross it because like miguel right. just pointed out i mean they had a thing of mike mcdaniel's <laughs> vaping to start it yeah. off i was like oh my gosh this is gonna go yeah. hard as hell today mm -hmm. yeah that was a surprise um and I, didn't, I don't know what the creature was behind him someone have to tell me okay one i definitely did not get were mm. the birds in minnesota they, i don't think there were birds specifically i'm like are they fleas hitting the building i, I wasn't really sure what that was so if someone knows what that is, let me know. Because that's that's the only one I just flat out didn't get. Yeah, Brett Coleman said they were birds and they, it was like hilarious to him. And I was like, okay, but why? I don't understand that one. Yeah, I must uh, have missed that one. The, Teresa pointing out the Bears one. Did you notice the top left part of the Build-A-Bear one? I, I skimmed through it. I don't recall what it was. Okay. <laughs> so way back in the day, uh, Mitch Trubisky like sent out a tweet. And it was like, I love sucking titties or something like that. <laughs> and if you look at the bear that is Mitch, yeah. he's like making a sucking face. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That one I didn't know. That's funny. <laughs> Jeez. I was looking at everything else. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, build a bear because they have to rebuild yeah. the team. Haha. -ha, okay. I'm, that's a good one. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Wow. Uh, so apparently the U.S. Bank Stadium is super reflective and birds die hitting it all the time. That's kind of sad. <laughs> I love the banners, though. The banners that they have, like, with Kirk Cousins, and it's like Justin Jefferson, Rookie of the Year, runner-up. <laughs> <laughs> to who? Yeah, who won that year? Some guy named Justin <laughs> Herbert. Yeah, T-Clips, oh, Jinx, same time. Mm -hmm. Um The Chiefs, the Chiefsaholic super fan that is in prison right now, that was a good one. With yeah. Pat McAfee in the second one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got a little Mina Kimes in there again. Who else made their celebrity? Shannon Sharps get Bayless yeah. as well. Oh, wow. Kyle Tucker says the U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis kills more than 100 birds each year, making the home of home field of the Minnesota <laughs> Vikings one of the city's most dangerous buildings for bird collision. I did not know that. I had never heard of that until today. I mean, that makes sense. I just said, yeah, I had never heard of that. So that's... yeah. I mean, it is, it's kind of funny, but it's dark humor funny. Teen Titans, Derek, uh, Derek Cyborg, Derek Cameron, that was a good one too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, there's, you could go through each screenshot and just find, yeah, you know, a ton of hilarious stuff. So um, a part that I think is really exciting, the ending where the Chargers mm -hmm. have the, the like platform of all the different kind of uniforms and then they zoom in on the Navy with the Navy helmets, because obviously you can do alternate helmets, man. Are we getting Na we're getting Navy helmets this year? That would be so good. I would love to see which game they would do that for. Um, but I, they are going to crush the alternate helmet if they do it this year. 
the alternate helmet, man. Like that that's that's gonna end up behind me. I don't know what I'm gonna move, but it's gonna be there. <laughs> if they're going navy or whatever it is, I don't know. But yeah, just finishing out the, that navy helmet. And it was LT, right? Yeah. As the person in the helmet too. It's like those uniforms, but like I do love the Chargers uniforms, but there's a certain San Diego Chargers era with powder blues that they had as well, some throwback ones and those navy ones. Those are my all-time favorites. So if they go with that navy and a little bit more throwback, oof. Yeah, and I like it too because then you could do navy, navy, white Mm. as opposed to just like all navy. They could do all navy and I think it would look super clean too. Um, But they've kind of done the all navy thing for the last few years. I think having a navy, navy, white would look super Mm. clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's that's kind of feel like I remember more. Yeah, because that's what the Chargers had. They would go navy and white pants, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they would always have a white helmet. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't wait to buy that. Whatever it is, I hope it's less than $500 uh, so I can buy it. But we'll see. Trying to hold in a sneeze right there. Oh. Um, that was fun. My, I, I don't have allergies, and today I had pretty bad allergies. So I don't know what's going on today. Transmitted through the microphone. I apologize. <laughs> Um, so, so people were pointing this out too, that this, uh, the end scene there, it is some kind of specific anime reference too. And then all the Chargers players that are there are like legends. Like you see Lance Allworth, you see Kellen Winslow, you see Seau, Mm -hmm. you see Rivers, Gates. Um, I think Charlie Joyner's in there too. And then obviously LT is the one that they zoom in on. Um, so it could be nothing, but I feel like the emphasis of like going riding on that Navy, Navy white look. And then also, like you see the side angle of just the helmet, I think I think it's a clear teaser of of the alternate helmet. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it has to be like they they don't leave that there for no reason. You, if it weren't that, you would close on Herbert or I don't know, just something different. Right. Like last year, it was just Herbert growing up, and that was the end. So it's got to be something. Whatever it is, it's going to be awesome, and hopefully, it's a better motivator than whatever the surprise was last year before the Jags game. Yeah. Jordan cleats or something. Jordan logo. <laughs> it was just that the, all of the players would wear uh, black cleats in honor of the Bulls teams that Brandon Staley grew up idolizing. Great. <laughs> yeah, they were like, they're going to do something cool. And we were like, people were like, is Phil Rivers coming back? And then it just turned out that they were wearing black shoes. Yeah. So don't so, ever wear black shoes again. <laughs> or just take them off at halftime. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Okay, so external use says the last scene is a reference from My Hero Academia. The scene in the show is all the consciousness of past heroes coming back to help the current one. That's really cool. That is really cool. If you're super into anime, I need you to like send me links of <laughs> these specific references uh, on Twitter so I can I can understand that that part of it. Yeah, let's hit up the Chargers and just have them like get us in contact with the, an anime person. Dude, the amount of work that this would have taken, and it sounds like it was all like one person, like it's all Andrew <laughs> Cordova doing this animation. Like, yeah, this is, I mean, this is crazy, man. This is like, you know, eight seasons of an anime show. Like, this is crazy work by him. Yeah. And incredible. Seriously, the, the, the work that they put in, it's just so layered. Like, even if you did a, an, an anime drop of this normally you could just have like oh there's this quick reference and the titan and this quick reference and the bills or whatever but everything's so layered because then you go in 
you can tell they spent more time just putting the little details in. It's amazing. Yeah, honestly, this is a really good idea by by people in the chat. We'll see. I'll uh, I'll message Andrew uh, on Twitter, and we'll see, we can see if we can uh, arrange something uh, with him to kind of dive into that. I would love that. I would love <clears> that. Super fun. Yeah. I mean, we've done something similar, right? Like we had Danny Hoyt on the show to kind of dive yeah. into like the stuff that happens like during a game. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Well, we'll we can we'll get Tom Telesco. We'll see if we can get the social media team. They might be more <laughs> stingy. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Before we dive into the Chargers actual football games here, um, I do also want to say the Tennessee Titans had a killer reveal as well with the the random people, you know, in the street where they didn't yeah. know, like they had to guess the logos. That was a good one. Um, I saw the commanders had a really funny reveal as well. By far the worst one I saw today was the Cardinals. It was literally just like, <laughs> of course, <laughs> it was literally Kyler Murray and uh, Marquise Brown just like playing catch. And then Kyler threw a football at a camera. And then, like, the camera breaks, and it's like, here's our schedule. It was, like, 30 seconds long. That was it. That's on brand. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched the Broncos one before we got on. It was just, like, an office Broncos crossover. Uh, there were a few of those this year. Didn't smile a single time watching that one for the Broncos. And that's not because <laughs> of their rivals or anything. I just didn't think it was funny. No. Um, the Titans one was really, really funny, except it's a ripoff of someone else who already did that before. Oh. That's, that's how the Chargers got the sharp bananas. Yeah, yeah. Um, because someone had their dad go through and like name all the teams. Oh, yeah, yeah. The TikTok video I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the Chargers with the sharp bananas. Um, what were we in this one? Um, it was like the lightning something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was. Oh, Lightning McQueen. They said Lightning McQueen. McQueen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the responses were funny. I love how like sure people were that that was the Cowboys. (laughs) I know two times. (laughs) Then Colts both times. (laughs) So that was funny. Yeah, and um, then the one random lady was like, the pirates from the Caribbean. It's like, what? <laughs> Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so yeah. just wanted to give some some shout-outs there. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
All right. So uh, let's start with these uh, primetime games, man. Chargers obviously getting six primetime games this year. I don't know if I really count the sixth one because they're playing it exclusively on Peacock. Uh, It's not necessarily like a prime. Like to me, primetime also means that it's on like TV, like so people (laughs) can watch it. (laughs) So uh, Chargers have five and a half. Let's call it primetime games. Um, obviously starting with the Dallas Cowboys. Let me make sure I get the whole list up here properly. Mm-hmm. Should have had this done beforehand. My bad. My apologies. Okay. So six primetime games for the Chargers, um, which is tied for the most in the league. If you, again, if you count the Bills game or not, I got on Peacock. So week six at home against the Cowboys, Monday night football, week eight home against the Bears, Sunday night football. Week 9 at Jets, Monday Night Football. Week 12 versus Ravens, Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Week 15 at Raiders, Thursday Night Football. Week 16 versus Bills on Peacock, exclusively on Peacock. So, Tyler, what are your takeaways from the uh, primetime slate here? Yeah, that, that Bills one really threw me off because that was really <laughs> earlier today. And I'm like, I mean, I'm going to be at the game, so it doesn't really matter. But the fact that people, like I feel like Chargers, like fans would be so stubborn that they'll just spend $400 to go to the game rather than subscribe to Peacock. Like, I think people are just going to do that instead. But I, I love that they got five and a half or, or six primetime games. I, I wasn't sure, you know, because it sounded like some other teams were going to get, some of the Packers have like five or something ridiculous. So I wasn't sure, like, who's going to lose at four? Who's, you know, who's going to lose out here? But clearly not the Chargers. They want the Chargers on primetime. And I get it. Every single game on primetime is really freaking good. Whoever you're playing. So yeah. I can't wait to see the Chargers do this. I don't know who decided Bears Sunday Night Football yeah. was a good one. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know, a good, hopefully, knock on wood, beat down of the Bears on primetime will be good. Um, Got to destroy a bear now that we've built a bear. Um, but Cowboys, <laughs> I, I think that's a lot of fun, honestly. Cowboys at primetime is a ton of fun. They're all really good. And I love that these primetime games, four of them are at home. You have the Cowboys one at home, the Bears one at yeah. home, the Ravens one at home. And the Bills went at home. And those are really tough matchups. So you're going to get to see the Chargers play some really, really good teams and the Bears at home on Pride Time. Yeah, I mean, even the Bears, though, like they, they're, they'll they be a tough matchup because Justin Fields could probably run for 100 yards that game on, on his own. Um, but yeah, this this primetime slate it was a, is a little surprising. I mean, the, the Chiefs game could certainly get flexed in the primetime in the last week of the season. Um, the, you know, the league's kind of leaving that part open to it. Um, I kind of figured Cowboys and Bills would be prime time. Um, again, you know, Bills on Peacock, whatever. Um, I was uh, I was definitely surprised at the Jets because Chargers Jets again. There's not really like a ton of history there. They haven't had like a ton of moments again against Aaron Rodgers. I figured the league would kind of lean in towards like who Aaron Rodgers kind of has some like rivalries with and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of random, but similar to last year, the Chargers have like a three week stretch in the middle of the season where they're on primetime games a lot. And then they close the season on primetime as well. So mm-hmm. um, this primetime slate is really good, man. If you are, if you're a fan like me, who has never been to a home game during primetime, I mean, this is like, there's four this year. So you're going to get four night games this year, which is going to be incredible. I know that there's people who have to travel and people who stay up late and stuff like that, but um, this is an exciting stuff, man. I mean, like basically 40% of the Chargers home games this year are on primetime. So you're going to get a lot of SoFi Stadium at night. Um, we know that the Cowboys fans are going to travel. We know that the Bills fans are going to travel because the Bills game is two days before Christmas. So, 
better show up to those games. Oh boy. Attendance was a lot better last year, but I feel like there was so much hope. But we'll see. The Cowboys game is not until week six. So the Chargers have yeah. some weeks to build that momentum. I mean, I really think, and we'll talk about this, it starts week one. You win that game. I think everyone starts buying their tickets and buys into the season. You lose, and I'll be by myself at the Cowboys game, um, <laughs> with my dad at least. But yeah, a lot, of, a lot of really good ones here. And a lot of variety to these games too. I think last year was what? Broncos, it was Chiefs, all, and yeah, Raiders all on primetime. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, get to see the Bills. You get to see the Ravens on primetime. Get to see the Bears and the Cowboys. Like That's not really what the Chargers ever get to do. So that's yeah. actually a, a lot of fun there. Yeah, traditionally the Chargers get a, a lot of uh, primetime games against divisional opponents. Um, again, they get the Raiders. They might get the the Chiefs at the very end of the season, but um, I mean, two NFC teams, two teams that are, uh, yeah, two NFC teams that they don't play a whole lot, don't play the Jets a whole lot. So this is gonna be a fun, this is a really fun primetime slate. I, I was a little nervous because there were all these leaks happening today, right? And it was <laughs> like, okay, the only one we really heard about. Um, early in the day was Chargers and Jets on primetime. And then the Bills one came out like right before the schedule release. And I was like, are we going to get like two primetime games <laughs> this year? Like maybe yeah, three. Right. So to end up with six, man, like it's, that's huge. And as somebody who doesn't get to watch every Chargers game, because uh, I live out of the market, which is ridiculous because I live three hours away from Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Um, having six primetime games for me is, is a treat because it means I get to watch uh, more games than I would uh, if they were not on primetime. Yeah, and please, Chargers fans, go. I'm not just saying just go to go. I mean, like these primetime games, those night games, it's nothing like I've ever been to or any Chargers game. I haven't been to all three stadiums. It's just different. And if you think the atmosphere is really cool during the day, and it is, watch what happens at night. Like two years ago when we got to go, my dad and I got to go watch the Raiders game. Sorry, the Chargers Raiders game, but the Raiders game because they were playing. And lightning struck the Oculus, and there was a thunderstorm and lightning storm, and the Chargers won in prime time against the Raiders. Like, go, go watch that, go experience that. It's going to be good. And other than maybe the Bears game, because I don't know how they travel, unless it's cheaper and Chargers fans show up. Bears fans gonna travel. Be packed. Do Bears they? Fans okay. Travel. Yeah. It's going to be packed. Then, I mean, regardless, it's SoFi Stadium. If you haven't been there, go. And if you've been there during the day, you're going to love it at night. I would spend twice as much money just to watch games at night easily yeah i again i we bought tickets early for chargers rams last year and that was supposed to be a primetime game uh and mm-hmm. then obviously it got flexed out still a really fun game chargers you know that was <laughs> like the one blowout uh, i can remember in the last few years for the chargers that was uh you know that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. sat next to you and arjun obviously um but yeah primetime games are it, it, it's electric because the the chargers like if you think that their like social media production is good their <sighs> game time production is insane and like the amount of videos and you know attention getters and and like just everything that they put out on game day is incredible and like that's what we should expect right like this is the best social media production team in the league like why would it be any different so mm-hmm. um i'm hopeful to get out to a primetime game this year um, you know, the Bills one being right before Christmas, that's that's a possibility for me. We'll see about the other ones. Um, so, yeah, definitely would encourage everybody to uh, go to a primetime game if you haven't been this year. Mm-hmm. You have four chances this year, four of them. Yeah. All right, Tyler, um, 
what's uh outside of the primetime games or including the primetime games what would you say is your most intriguing home game Ooh, most intriguing hook i mean I, I don't know where to begin there's so many of them that are so intriguing because i have so many questions it does kind of start week one though because you have what we saw before it's the first time we're going to see this kellen moore offense so that's intriguing mm-hmm. as is the dolphins have upgraded now they've got vic fangio as their defensive coordinator and I, I think to a certain extent, I don't know how many times the Chargers play the Dolphins on that primetime game they did last year and win out of 10. I really don't know. But it just seemed like that particular game, the Chargers kind of had their number overall and, de- and definitely on defense. That was really, you know, we, we had seen him be really good all year, but outside of tripping, that was almost like the Michael Davis, like, okay, he can actually really freaking do this game. Yeah. Because other than the one time where he tripped, he was outstanding. So I would say Dolphins for me, um, but then again, the Ravens. Like we just last time we saw the Chargers play the Ravens, the Ravens kicked the snot out of them. That was one of the most frustrating games I've ever watched. Um, yeah, so fun. that one's intriguing in a way. The Bills because we have Herbert versus Allen. The Chiefs is always intriguing, but to me, I, I really think the most intriguing one is Week One against the Dolphins because I don't know what the team's going to look like. Um, you know, we need to see Kellen Moore's offense for the first time, and I need to see Brandon Staley's defense do a repeat. You know, everyone's talking about the, the scheme that he had against the Dolphins. And it was true. You know, there are not many games last year where I can look at and say, wow, okay, Brandon Staley's defense took care of business. And they didn't just out-talent them. They legitimately seemed to out-scheme the Dolphins that game. And so I would love to see them do that again. And if the Chargers can start that game with a win, I'm looking at the next three games and thinking, yeah, they can win those games. They'd lose that one. Then it's more 50-50. Yeah, no, I think that's a good call. Um, you know, Mike McDaniel has heard a lot of talk about Brandon Staley having his number and providing a a blueprint to stop his offense and all this stuff. Right. Uh, so I think Mike McDaniel is going to come to that game ready to, to maybe show some things to Brandon Staley that, uh, they have not put on film before. So that's going to be a game where Brandon Staley defensively is going to have to really bring his A game. Um, the bills game to me is going to be so much fun. This is really going to be the first time that we'll see like real Justin Herbert versus real Josh Allen because the end of that season when he was a rookie like that I don't know how much I count that game I mean that was the Bills sacked him like six times that day like it was just really ugly they had the quarterback sneak with like seven seconds left when his offensive line was was pass protecting so that was just a game where the Chargers were really outmatched and this is going to be like prime time Justin Herbert prime time Josh Allen I think that has the makings for a, a, a huge shootout. Um, and I, this, I think this is the first time Brandon Staley will be playing against Josh Allen as well. So um, mm. just like sheer entertainment value, I think that one is is going to be a good one. Um, Cowboys are always fun, but there's that extra Kellen Moore mm-hmm. versus Mike McCarthy element this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, we know the Cowboys fans are going to travel well, so... Um, that one's that one's a great matchup at home, I think, too. Yeah, the Cowboys look Trey Pipkin started off and finished really well last year, but that training camp matchup that they had where I had Parsons and Lawrence versus Pipkins was one of the most lopsided things I've ever seen. Um they were incredible. Now I think Pipkins now would fare much better, but in that moment at training camp, I was genuinely worried. So I would love to see how they hold up this time around. The idea of having Parsons, who was picked, what, 15th? 
for the Cowboys? Uh, he was he was twelfth. Uh, he was right before Slater. Okay, yeah. So that's what I want to see is those two picks pretty close to each other. You know, the all pro there, the all pro here against each other. Guys who could yeah. do that and be all pros for the next few years. That's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, Parsons is pretty deliberate against like really good tackles. Like when they played the Niners, he didn't even bother going to the right side. He was like, I just want all of Trent Williams, mm. which interesting choice. I think I would rather go against the <laughs> other guy and, and put up more stats. Um, so I think we're going to see a lot of Slater versus Parsons in that game. I think mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get a, a ton of great battles there. That's fun. And uh, Rashawn Slater looks so good, man. He's going to light it up this year in year three. Um, so, yeah, that's that one. Uh, most intriguing road game, Tyler. I think for me, just really quickly, um, JC Jackson. Maybe stoking a little fire against New- against yes. the Patriots, a little re- revenge mm-hmm. game. Um, I think that would be super fun. Um, at Packers, again, this is a game that the Chargers get to play like once every 10 years. So I don't know <laughs> if the Packers are going to be good. I don't think they're going to be as bad as people think either. Like they still mm-hmm. have a lot of talent on defense. You know, they, they added yeah. some good talent on offense. They have Aaron Jones. They have a good offensive line. Like Matt LaFleur is a good offensive coach. So I don't think the Packers are going to be as bad as people think. So that's a game that I think maybe some Chargers fans would kind of circle as an automatic win. And I just, I, I don't agree with that. So I think the Packers and playing at, at Lambeau field in November, that's mm-hmm. always a tough task, especially for a California team. So um, at Green Bay, I think is a game that might classify for, I don't want to say a trap game because the Packers might be good, but a game that people might underestimate a little bit more. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it could be. We'll know by then what the Packers are. Are they even still on the quarterback? Right. I don't know. Right. Um, so that's definitely an intriguing one. Uh, to me, it's really at Patriots. Outside of at Chiefs and at Broncos, which are, again, division games, we're always worried. But that at Patriots game as the 10 a.m. Eastern game, yeah. as the after the Ravens Sunday night football primetime game, Chargers have a late Sunday, and they have an early Sunday the next week against the Patriots and I don't remember the last time they played the Patriots and I was happy when they also had their starting <laughs> quarterback. Like I know they beat them, but it's been a bit, <laughs> uh, they're probably still wearing those Navy jerseys and yeah, I no Navy even... that game, please. No, <laughs> that's right. Oh no, that's right. What are they? Owen? Owen four? two. Yeah. Uh, um, is that right? They haven't won in the new navies yet. I think they haven't won in the navies and they're what five and one or something in the color rush or something. The color rush, I think they have good luck in. Yeah. But I don't um, think they've won the color rush on the road, though. I think they have they've mm-hmm. they've done navy on the road because I remember they did it at Buffalo. But uh yeah, uh they have not had a great history against the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, Scott Childs. Last time they beat New England was 2008. And again, I'm pretty uh, sure. Brady wasn't playing that game because Rivers yeah, that never was, beat Brady. That sounds like the uh, Matt Castle game. Matt Castle year, I mean. Yeah. So I don't remember the last time the Chargers actually beat the Patriots with the, their starting quarterback. Not that that should matter, but until the Chargers beat the Patriots, like I might not pick them to win that game. We'll see what happens when we get there. But they just... And that's that's in like... Is that December? Or is that like... So that's in Foxborough, December 3rd. That might so... be like a freezing cold game, too. Yeah. 
I mean, fortunately, you know, we're not facing Tom Brady this time, but yeah. we've seen other things happen too. That wasn't so hot. Yeah. I mean, listen, man, you look at the Patriots roster and like, I get it. They have a questionable quarterback situation, but they've got a lot of good pieces and particularly on defense, man, like that defense is going to be nasty. I mean, it's Bill Belichick, you know, he's going to cook up some things this year. So you know, the Patriots and the Steelers are both in that same boat where it's like people mm-hmm. are really counting them out, but like they're in it every single year to the final stretch. So mm-hmm. I have very hard time with at New England games. <laughs> yeah. A lot of bad memories on that field. <laughs> at New England in December yeah. after playing the Ravens. So we've seen them play yeah. the Ravens and the Patriots. That That goes well. Yeah. All right, Tyler, uh, toughest stretch for you. Tough, let's say toughest four-game stretch. Which which four would you say? It's got to be the the last four. Um, uh, maybe I could like divvy it up into other ones, but that to me. Um, at Raiders, Chargers lost there both times the last couple of years. They've been in a – oh, it's a prime video stream. Anyway, uh, so yeah, at Raiders, haven't won there for whatever reason. Bills is very, very tough. At Broncos, again, still have not won a legitimately meaningful game there in a long time. And then Chiefs, that's a rough... It's not even necessarily like the Raiders and the Broncos are teams that I'm super worried about. Like, there are better teams on their schedule. But having to travel to Vegas, which has not gone well for them so far, having to travel to Denver, which never seems to go well for them, that's really, really tough. So it's more environment at that point. Um, and, And they could, like, do some damage, and it's a division rival. So Raiders, Bills, Broncos, Chiefs. With the two away games there, that sounds pretty rough to me. Yeah, and we've seen the Chargers not really be able to close the season as as well as they probably should have. Obviously, they went four and zero in in twenty twenty, but a lot you know two of those games didn't really matter a whole lot. Um, man, that that's that's a tough four games. I mean, you get arguably the two best teams in the league with the Bills <laughs> yeah. and the Chiefs mm-hmm. sandwiched in between two road games at Raiders and at Broncos. So. The good news is for the Bills game, you get kind of a because it's not it's not Thursday to Sunday, so it's not the full mini buy that people talk about. But you do have you know some extra days. It's not like you're going to be traveling on a short week, so the Bills will have to travel to the Chargers on a short week, which is is maybe mm. a little bit advantage for for us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> at Denver, man, like I keep telling people this, it's like oh the Broncos suck, Broncos suck. It's like yeah, but. <laughs> What's the Chargers history at Denver to give you any confidence that they'll mm-hmm. win that game? Yep. Haven't again, there was one game where they could basically sit their starters. It didn't matter. They won that game. Otherwise, they haven't won since Keenan Allen hurdled someone in his rookie year. It's <laughs> been a bit been that long. My God. It's it's been that long. And again, they won in 2018, but it didn't really matter by that point. Uh 2013 was the last time they won. And they always lose in these weird ways. Like there's that yeah. deep, deep pass interference call on Hayward last year with Russell Wilson destroying the Chargers defense because the Chargers, they weren't trying. And then, you know, then the, well, the year before that, it league. was it was Herbert's arguably worst game of 2021. That was bad. Two interceptions, had the pick that was six. Bad. That yeah. was the um, Senio Calamete game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <The worst. laughs> That was the Darius Bradwell game too, where he, you know, decided to activate him, and then he dropped his only pass. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, no, I agree with that. The final four games is tough, man. I mean, we're gonna learn a ton about the Chargers in the last two months of the season. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Basically, from week nine on, man, this is this is a tough, tough schedule. So, I mean, the Chargers have a week five bye this year, which sucks. I hate having buys that early, especially with 17 games. Mm-hmm. Um, but from week nine, you're talking about at Jets, home against the Lions, at Packers, home against the Ravens, at Patriots, home against the Broncos, at Raiders, home against the Bills, at Broncos, home against the Chiefs. That's a tough schedule. So uh, it is absolutely paramount that the Chargers get off to a hot start to the season because that final 10 games right there, that's tough. That's a really tough back half of the schedule. Yeah, and those first four games, Dolphins, Titans, Vikings, Raiders, like that almost seems to be like the easiest part of their schedule, and it's not. It's not easy at all. It's the easiest part maybe because there's so many question marks there, but like you got to go 3-1 and in that stretch or 4-0 because you got to find a couple games later on, a cold game in New England, the Broncos game. You got to find some games to be able to give later on. It's almost like the Chargers with, um, the Atlanta game where they just they had to they had to win that game. They just yeah. had to win that game so they could lose another one because you know everyone was hurt, but guys were coming back. So yeah, tough, tough, uh, tough group of teams for sure. Yeah. Even a game like against the Lions, the Lions are gonna be really good this year, man. Really good. I mean, they they got selected to open the season against the Chiefs. Like they're the NFL thinks that the Lions are gonna be good. I think the Lions think they're gonna be good. I mean, I mean, I don't think they draft a running back and a linebacker in the first round. Yep. They didn't feel like they were you know, right there on the doorstep. So mm-hmm. um, the Lions were, I think, the second most efficient offense in the league last year. And that's with Jared Goff at quarterback. So, you know, that's that's going to be a tough, that's a tough matchup. I mean, that's that's a game for me. Like, that's a that's a typical, like, Steven's really interested in that game kind of kind of day because the Lions are just fun, you know? They're fun. And yeah. Panay Sewell, man. Uh-huh. Like, they, they, they'd 100% throw the ball to Panay Sewell against the Chargers, and, and Panay will <laughs> go score just, you know, to, to spite it. Although, I don't I'm know if sure. you saw the video of uh, the Rashawn Slater scoring a touchdown on the fumble recovery on Madden that the Chargers yeah. posted. <laughs> yeah. They better throw it to Rashawn this year, man. I would love to see that this year. Yeah. They got to throw it to him. They'll, 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 they'll have a big man touchdown this year. I don't know who it's going to be. Again, people think it's probably um, Matlock. Could be Slater. Um, I don't think it would be Trey. It's got to be Rashawn. He's got a, a nine nine six or whatever RAS. Like, give him the football and see what happens. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, that was kind of like the last point I wanted to cover here, Tyler. Anything else that you want to talk about in terms of specific like stretch of the season? Or there's not a ton of bad teams on the Chargers schedule this year. Right. So I don't think there's like a real like trap game. Like maybe the Packers, but yeah. we don't really know. Like they might be good. They might be bad. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing I want to talk about, which people are a bit worried about, is that week five bye, which that's the earliest I can remember the Chargers having a bye. Um, but I, I, I could be wrong. Uh, but week five is obviously very early regardless. I think... There's one silver lining to that, and I think that's the players that are recovering from injuries who will just need that extra week, perhaps, to get onto the field. Maybe there are guys like J.C. Jackson, Otito Ogbonia, Austin Johnson, who a good point. might need that Raiders game to get some reps in. Then you've got the bye. Then you go primetime against the Cowboys and then at Chiefs. Like I think there are guys like J.C. Jackson who... I mean, like he, he's saying he's going to pick off Mac Jones, and that's week 13. So I think yeah. he's pretty confident he's going to be back at a pretty early point this season, I would believe. So 
But I think that extra buy does help. With that said, that's a horrible spot for a buy. I don't know what a good spot is, but I'm pretty sure it's not week five for the most part. That is early for a Chargers team that cannot stay healthy. I think with 17 games, I think week five is the earliest you can have a buy, if I'm not mistaken. Crazy. I know in the past you could have a buy in week four, and it's like, yeah, you play three games. That's I don't want to buy right yeah. here. <laughs> um, so the the worst times to have a buy are like are obviously the early times, right? Like week four or five, and then there are teams who will have a buy in like week fourteen, which is just like ridiculous. At that point, it's like, what is the point of this? So yeah. I mean, I, ideally, you have a buy in like weeks eight, eight to ten ish, maybe seven. So it being week five is is tough. But I hadn't thought about that point that maybe. Maybe Austin Johnson isn't ready to start the season. Maybe JC Jackson's not ready to start the season. And so having an early buy would be, you know, an advantage for those players for sure. Yeah. Do we know what the Chiefs schedule is for their buy? I just want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can look. Mm-hmm. I'm scrolling through. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Week 10 buy. Love it. Good for them. <laughs> I need to look at their schedule. They have a bye than the Eagles, which is a pretty fun one. But yeah, I'll have to look at their schedules as well. The one thing I have not done yet is pick the Chargers win-loss record, which I don't know if I want to do yet because I don't I don't know who's healthy. <clears throat> so Chiefs go Lions at Jags, home against Bears, at Jets, at Vikings, home against Broncos, home against Chargers. At Broncos, Dolphins in Germany, which I think is super lame that they would take the Tyreek Hill return to Arrowhead Stadium away. Uh, like you mentioned, bye week, Eagles at Raiders, at Packers, home against the Bills, at Patriots, home against the Raiders, home against the Bagels, and then at Chargers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, 13 and four, here they come. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> every year. They had the youngest defense in the league last year, and they were like a top 10 unit, so that's fun. Have you seen their defense, man? Just looking at the guys they added, you know, and, yeah. and the, the young guys that are jumping into year two. Then you add, you know, Uzama. Then you add, um, like, Coburn's in there now. You add Drew Tranquil. It's, it's actually really do like, I was looking through it like, oh, this is actually kind of a good group. And yeah. that pairs with Patrick Mahomes, so. We'll see. I mean, their their worst unit is probably their wide receiver group, and it's like, well, they have Patrick and it didn't matter. throwing the ball, and it, didn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter last year at all. Yeah, that's not fair. That's not fair at all. But yeah, AFC luck, I guess, for the Chargers. Yeah, uh, Lando pointing out strength of schedule is 16th. I think that's only if you use last year's win loss total. Mm. Um, I haven't seen any like implied strength of schedule in terms of like betting odds like who vegas thinks are going to be good teams have you seen anything that's more maybe a little bit more accurate than last year's record no i haven't looked into any of that i honestly don't even know like how you would determine the strength of schedule to be that like i guess the jets and the bears do that for you but i mean the jets strength of schedule going off of last year versus who they're going to be with aaron Rodgers this year is very different so yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure Arjun will know all the numbers. I don't know if Arjun's in the chat. Uh, Arjun's last week at PFF. This week, excited to uh, 
see his announcement. Tyler and I are aware of the announcement, and we're very excited to uh, see what Arjun is able to do this summer. It's not with us. It's not with the Chargers. So people keep asking that. <laughs> say it right there. It's not with us. It's not with the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, JLG says Warren Sharp has the Chargers as almost the toughest. I think I saw something where they were like fifth toughest or something like that. That, might, how been, that be, might be Warren Sharp, but I don't see how it'd be easier than the Chiefs. I don't think, unless we're weighing a waiver home or something. Let me see if I can Google something. Okay. I'll just talk to the chat. What's up, everybody? Uh, Angel's asking if Austin's getting signed or what. He is. Still on the team. He's one year left in his deal, but he could get an extension. I haven't heard anything about that. My dad says 10 wins gets you to the postseason. Probably, but... Does it, though? I think it does. <laughs> what What was our record last year? It was 10 and 7. Okay. Wasn't it? Uh, sure. I, I think perhaps the Jets maybe beat up some more teams. Uh, like... They maybe push the Patriots one spot down or something. I don't know. Okay, so according to DraftKings Nation, the wait, it just changed. What the heck? Where'd it go? Okay. So most difficult schedule according to the DraftKings and their implied odds is the Patriots, Dolphins, Chiefs. Bills, Raiders, Vikings, Cardinals, Chargers. I'm sorry, what was that ninth? One, two, three, four, five, six, eighth. So according to DraftKings, they have the eighth most difficult schedule in the league. Yeah, it's just going to be the division they're in. Yeah, and it in general, it's the AFC. I mean, the only yeah. the only <laughs> NFC teams in there are the Vikings and the Jets, who are in the top ten. Where are the Eagles? Oh, the Eagles are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The Eagles are uh, the 10th easiest, so 20th most difficult. Hmm. Well, enjoy the Super Bowl run. <laughs> easiest schedules, according to DraftKings, the Falcons, NFC, Saints, NFC, Niners, NFC, Bears, NFC, Panthers, NFC, Texans, Colts, Lions, NFC, Eagles, NFC. I love how the two AFC teams are just there because they play. I know. <laughs> like, that's the only it's reason. They because they're each other. Shit. <laughs> oh, man. Man, the, uh, I was listening to the athletic football show and they were like doing like quarterback situation hierarchy. And it was like, uh, it was a rough listen. Like if you go through like really? the quarterback situations in the NFC, it's it's insane. And like, you can make a legit argument that the ten best quarterbacks in the league are all in the AFC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's literally just hurts, right? Or Prescott, I, I, I guess. Depending how you feel about Dak, yeah, yeah. Because Kyler's injured, like, and I don't think he's a top ten guy anyway. Uh, Stafford, who the heck knows at this point what what he's like? Right. Ooh, so, man, people are really asking for a record prediction. I'm not comfortable enough to do that right now at this time. It's going to be whatever I think it is minus one. I think the Chargers do end up in like a similar range in terms of win losses as last year. Mm -hmm. But I think they'll look better. Like I think the Chargers will be a better team. 
but I think the record will not change as much because last year, like if you look at EPA per play and like DVOA, they were, they were not lining up with like a 10 win playoff team. And a lot of that was due to injuries, obviously. So I do think we'll see the Chargers be much more efficient and explosive, be a better football team overall, but I'm going to have a hard time predicting more than like 11 wins tops in my opinion. Yeah, I think it'll be for the most part. I think a lot of people are starting to feel this way. They have to earn it. And I think we'd love to, I'd love to say 13 wins. You know, I'd love to honestly say 12 wins, but um, yeah, as Briar's pointing out, I'm, I'm worried about buying into the hype again this year, but I hope that they get over the hump. Health is a must this year. I mean, do they even have a trainer yet? Do they even hire somebody on yet? I'm sure they do. I mean, they've been practicing and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they've announced. Yeah. Um, tentatively 10 and seven, I think, which is more pessimistic than I think they could, but it's just, there, there's always the game or two where we go, how'd they do that? How, what happened? Um, yeah. okay. I'm definitely not going five wins though, Scott. I, I'm definitely more optimistic than that. Yeah. But I am more worried. I feel better about the team this year and obviously the no cracked rib. Um, you know, but things could start slow. Kellamore is trying to make something happen. And this is something we see that, you know, it ramps up after the bye. Yay, like the Chargers are the best team since the bye. But they yeah. lost two of their first four games or something. So, <laughs> yeah. um, well, we'll see. I mean, like, sheer probability would indicate that they'll be he- they'll be healthier this year. Um, we've seen, obviously, Joey Bosa's track record is kind of that he alternates <laughs> years where he's very healthy and very not. Um, you know, and there are other cases, too. So, I think they'll be healthier this year. The chances that Justin Herbert plays injured most of the season are very, very slim. You add Quentin Johnson on offense. Rashawn Slater should be back. So the Chargers will be better. Like if they had just like just the personnel changes, and even if they had brought Joe Lombardi back, I think you would feel better about their team. But you're swapping Joe Lombardi out for Kellen Moore too. Yeah. Yeah. So, which, which is huge. Yeah. So it's like, like a- there's a, Colin Coward, I think, had the Chargers like as his third best team in the AFC. That's too rich. <laughs> and saying like five wins is is also, I think, too pessimistic. I think the Chargers floor, like realistically, is probably like eight wins. Like, you know, if, if the team stays, if the team stays like relatively healthy, mm-hmm. they should win at least eight games, if not more. Yeah. I'll, I'll say 10 and seven for those that are asking. I'll say 10 and seven, but ask me again before the season starts, you know, show me that Herbert has progressed through his surgery and yeah, you know, all that sort of stuff. I want to see what this offense looks like in training camp. Are we, are we doing curls and screens, uh, which, you know, Hey, if you're efficient at it, go for it, you know, but are, what does Quentin Johnson look like? Um, is JC going to start by week three? I don't know. So a lot of questions. So I'll say 10 and seven for now. I don't think it's a nine win team. Um, I just, just hope for the best, hope for the health. Yeah. If the team stays relatively healthy, like they should, I, I think you're probably looking at 10 or 11 wins. Yeah. And it's tough because like as Bart point is pointing out, they were 10 and seven last year with Herbert's crushed ribs, throwing a kick returners and backups and all that sort of stuff. I just think the schedule is the schedule so much harder. It's yeah, so like, much harder. I don't know if it's a legit strength of schedule difference. I don't know if where the charges were last year versus this year, but I mean, Dolphins, Titans, Vikings, Raiders, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bears, Jets, Lions, Packers, Ravens, Patriots, Broncos, Raiders, Bills, Broncos, Chiefs. Like, that's a lot of freaking stacked talent there. 
Um, you know, and even the Dolphins, a team I think they can beat. Now they've got Fangio. Now they've got Jalen Ramsey. And that's, you know, we've seen Herbert do good against that. We've seen Herbert do not so hot against that. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, like things can change in the season. Like obviously it's hard to predict a team like the Rams, like imploding to injury like they did last year. But I mean, heading into the season, we knew the Texans were going to be bad. We knew the Browns were going to be bad. We knew the Falcons were going to be bad. We knew the Cardinals were not going to be very good. Um, the Colts were not going to be good. The Titans were not going to be great. So like that was, that's right there. Like eight games that were extremely winnable for the chargers. And I just think there's, there's a, there's way more difficult games this year. Yeah. And the chargers also kind of locked themselves into playing some teams with their backup quarterbacks at the time for whatever reason, like they just did not have to play the better guy. I mean, that's the stretch of Colts and Rams and I can't remember the other team. Yeah. Um, but there were some guys where it's like, of course they're going to beat those teams. They're not even playing their starting quarterbacks. So, yeah, I mean, Broncos at the end of the season, like, you you probably really didn't think that they were going to be very good at that point. So, you know, I, I don't blame anybody who's a, a little pessimistic after last season. I, I do think that there's just like a sheer probability that this team's going to be healthier than last year. You add Quentin Johnston, you add Kellen Moore, the offense should be more explosive, more efficient. So, um, you know, this is it, it, it's it's a balance, right? Like, I don't think you should go full Colin Coward and say they're the third best team in the AFC. But this is going to be a team that's going to be contending for the playoffs. If things go well for them, you know, they definitely have the talent to, you know, go make a run in the playoffs. But they just like you said earlier, they have to prove it before we can like really predict that happening. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get the whole or at least I will the whole pessimistic sort of thing i for not taking 17 and 0 but <laughs> um again just last year's ending was so different and it was so different and talking to all the fans on social media in person it was just different everybody left that final game like how, how much more excited could we have gotten for last year and it just yeah. didn't go at all like whether it's the whole season or just in that game against the jaguars we all left kind of feeling like idiots so I think a lot of people are be more apprehensive this year, unless you're calling Cowherd. Although <laughs> I I could see fourth. Like I yeah, think fourth he's, would be fair. He's normally very pessimistic about the Chargers, even though he's like really close with Tom Telesco. But I think objectively, like you look at the NFC, and I think for me, it's like Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, like they've each proven enough over the last two, three seasons to say, like, yeah, like they're the best teams right now. Like mm-hmm. So, you know, if, uh, you know, the Chargers can sneak into that group, then great. Like, obviously, we'll be very happy with that. But I understand, too, why people would say, man, I'm, I'm going to wait and see what they prove first. Yeah. And, you know, if the Chiefs, like, I'd guess they go 13 wins or 12 wins. Yeah. Are the Chargers also in that tier? I don't think so. Not yet. Not until they prove it to me again. Not trying to be a hater. I'll be at the games. <laughs> spending a lot of money to go to these games with you guys. Yeah. But, you know, if the Char- if you think the Chiefs are a 13-win team, the Chargers are probably not a 12-win team. They're probably yeah. like 11. And I thought the Chiefs, like, heading into last season were not – like, I thought that last year was the year where they would kind of yeah. struggle to, to, like, be the clear-cut best team in the AFC and, and win the division clearly and – we were all, you know, sipping the Kool-Aid when it came to the Chargers. I mean, I think I had them winning 12 games in the division. I think you did as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even Alex was even Alex was super optimistic about the Chargers heading into last season. So it's just we're excited, hundred percent. But the team has to prove it first. Yeah, I mean, again, week one will change everything. My my records prediction before the season is whatever it is. But then week to week to week to week to week, we all you know loss, win, whatever. So yeah. it doesn't really matter in the end. Um, our rankings or our projections for the whole postseason were awful. Um, I think. Well, I think, no. I, think we, I think all three of us picked the Chargers to beat the Jaguars. Oh, we definitely did that. That's for sure. I think we were. No, I think Alex hedged his bet on that one. I think Al, I think Arjun picked a win. Okay, fair, fair. Yeah, we were we were ready to go beat Kansas City. Uh, oops. So close. My mom and I were looking so at how to get to Kansas City. Halfway I was that too, Jack man. Mars game, man. <laughs> I was like, too. We were about to book flights, uh, and then the rest is history. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, no, it should be a lot of fun, man. I'm excited for this. We'll we'll do like game by game predictions once we get closer towards the season. You know, once we get into like that July range, um, we'll do full on predictions for you know like we always do statistical pred- predictions for the team. You know, game by game breakdown predictions. So. Um, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun and this year we'll have, uh, access to training camp. So, you know, we'll be able to be right there on the sidelines with the team, with the, with the players a few times in the summer. So it should be a lot of fun. Um, all right, Tyler, any final thoughts before we head out for the evening? Um, I need the content to keep coming through because we're inching towards that month of June and it's going to stink. So hopefully the charters keep bringing some stuff for us. Uh, but we'll have some interviews along the way. Not another Telesco one. It's not that I know of. <laughs> yes, uh, we we had the Telesco interview this week. Uh, it hit ten thousand views. So thank you everybody for for tuning in and watching that. Appreciate that. Uh, the feedback from that interview has been uh, mostly very very positive. So again, thank you for thank you for all of your support there. Uh, Chargers mini, rookie mini camp is happening uh, starting tomorrow. So hopefully we'll get some some more stuff from there. And then um, you were a few weeks away from the overall mini camp. And then, you know, we'll have uh, some other stuff along the way. So June is always the the dead period. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And then obviously we'll be ramping up to towards training camp. So should be a lot of fun. Hello. Should be a lot of fun. Not fun. I don't know what the heck happened there. Thunder. Uh, <laughs> Charger Short Clips has some on rookies apparently already. So. Shout out to Solo Man in the chat. He was the first one to point out that uh, Scott Matlock signed his rookie contract today, along with Quentin Johnston. So uh, Chargers getting the first round pick signed much earlier than usual this year. Yeah. Was it Rashawn that had the... Well, obviously Joey had the holdout. And there was someone else we were worried yeah. about. Was it Rashawn? Uh, Rashawn took the longest because the, the new CBA, like there's no holdouts. So mm. rookie contracts are very, very standard. So... Uh, but it's never been this early. <laughs> Quentin signing before mini camp is is very rare. Yay! So shout out to him. Cool. And uh, shout out to all of you guys for tuning in tonight. Appreciate all of the comments. The chat has been a lot of fun tonight. Uh, we'll be going live on Saturday this week with some takeaways from rookie mini camp. Again, we'll have some uh, press conferences tomorrow, most likely that we can you know talk about some things about these rookies that are coming into camp, and then we'll be having our usual episode over on the chargers feed on tuesday morning so be sure to set those reminders subscribe to their channel if you aren't already make sure you subscribe to ours like the video comment let us know what you think 
Uh, if you feel like doing a record prediction video, go for it. And uh, we'll see what we will respond to you guys. So thanks so much for tuning in tonight, guys. That's going to do it. We will see you on Saturday for our next episode. I won't respond to you. Bye. <laughs> Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.